What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you in your walk toward eternity and your walk toward becoming the particular saint that God, our Father, desires for you and me and all of us to become. Here is how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions per episode dealing with anything and everything from our, our faith, our relationship with Jesus Christ, our relationship with each other, morality, spirituality, evangelization, discipleship, catechesis, justice, charity, the list goes on. And then I will spend time with your questions, pray with them, study them, and hopefully respond in a way that is good for you to become a saint. My disclaimer is this, though. I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. Therefore, every now and then I might give you advice that is not actually, in fact, good for you. If that's the case, I want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in holiness. However, if my advice is good for you, though difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ in prayer so he can give you the grace to fulfill the demands of discipleship. If you are a first-time listener, I want to encourage you to hit me up with your own questions, uh, critiques, and comments from today's show, previous shows, or for future shows at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. That's askfrjosh at ascensionpress.com. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. You can share us on your social media pages as well. This helps other people to find out about the show. Um, and uh, uh, cool, cool news um, is that uh, the show has been airing every week on Tuesday for the past few years, but we're going to have a new time, a new time and a new day. We will, uh, in a couple of weeks, sometime in August, we're going to start releasing the shows on Thursdays. And so uh, if you are looking forward to the show on Tuesday, just put on your calendar that the show will drop on Thursdays in a couple of weeks. Um, and also another cool thing that will be new, um, actually not super new, but I'm going back to something we did during the coronavirus when it first started. Uh, I will be filming my masses um, here at Holy Rosary. And so I'll let you know by my, my next podcast uh, how you can tune into those masses. Uh, it's, it will probably be on Facebook, on the Ascension Facebook page. And uh, yeah, but if you want to worship God with me, uh, you can join me on those masses on Facebook at Ascension Press. And uh, yeah, that's me. Cool. Looking forward to that. So today's show, what are the topics? Today's topics are the following. We're going to talk about horoscopes. We're going to talk about forgiving oneself. Uh, and we're going to talk about faith without religion. Is it possible? But before we engage in those topics, I want to share with you a glory story. All right, so my glory story for this week. So as you know, if you listened to last week's show, my seminarian Kobe, David, and I, we went on a five-day silent retreat uh, with Father Mark Toops in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, and y'all, it was so good. Jesus Christ, like there was so much consolation. There were so many graces. I don't even know where to start, but I guess one of the biggest graces was I just perceived the Lord invite me to trust my prayer and to trust my discernment. There was... Like day after day, pretty much every day, actually, every day and every day since um, when I would perceive something in prayer, I would I would write it out and I would journal it. And then um, and then like when I would go to pray my liturgy of the hours or go to celebrate the holy sacrifice of the mass or go to spiritual direction for the mark, like something would confirm the words I perceived in prayer that I wrote down in my journal, like literally like the exact thing would be like in the liturgy hours, the antiphons are in the mass reading somewhere or Father Mark would just drop something, but it would be specifically that which like I heard or perceived that the Lord shared with me. So it was, it was very beautiful. 
And then after the retreat was over, as I've been sharing graces with some people, it's been more confirmations of the, the Lord just reminding me, like, yep, Josh, trust your prayer. Like, see, that that person mm-hmm, right there. Yep, uh-huh, yep, that's it. So this, like, a deeper trust. There's, like, a, a newer trust I have in the Father and in his um, His voice. And, yeah, ah, it's been, it was so, it was so good, so good, so good. And uh, and it was, like, a musical, too. Like, literally, like, all these, like, songs were coming to me and, um, and so I would like I would write down the, the the songs as they came to me and pray with them. A lot of secular stuff, uh, and some of it like I, I did the Kanye West stuff. So I would take like a secular song and and make it about Jesus. So like you know, remember that old school uh, song, baby, 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 baby. But I changed it and it was like Jesus, 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 Jesus. I love it when I hear your name. Got me praying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah, I love his name. He's my best friend. He is my best friend. <laughs> I want him around me all of the time. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was so good. So thank you for your prayers for those of you who prayed for me. And those of you who have not prayed for me, you can pray now and God can apply your prayers retroactively. And uh, yeah, thank you for those prayers too. Uh, now, before we get into the show, I got feedback from Melissa. Uh, from Charlotte. Melissa writes this, Hey, Father Josh, just want to say a major thank you. I just want to say that I'm thankful for having you in my life. Uh, Thank you for all that you do, all the spiritual direction you have been providing us with regard to racial reconciliation. You've helped me on my journey tremendously. More importantly, you have provided a trustworthy source for historical context in the church and how to help moving forward as a disciple of Jesus Christ. There are so many mixed messages in the secular media and even in various Christian outlets. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. Uh, please know that your messages in the podcast are vital at this time. I always enjoy your podcast, especially your singing. Oh, well, praise God, because I'm probably going to be singing a lot more because I'm, I can perceive the love of God. And when I perceive the love of God, I sing. I'm happy. And I hope that if we don't meet in person in this lifetime, I will be singing with you in the presence of our Lord for all eternity. I will continue to pray for you, Father, in this journey. God bless Melissa. Melissa, like I, I would love to meet you on this side of uh, on this side of heaven. But uh, I, I would much more appreciate like worshiping God with you in heaven, like joining the angels and saints singing, Oh man, can you imagine? Ah, yeah. So until heaven, and if not on earth, I will see you in mass. And that's where we will worship God together, be united with all the angels and saints. And hopefully we'll be able to do that forever, 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 ever, forever, ever with God. Man, I want like to be with Mary to like, ah, that's what, okay, real quick, ADD. Like, I want to be like, one of the things I look forward to seeing in heaven is the life of Mary. Like I want to like watch her movie like with Jesus from the time she was conceived to like her first words with with Anne and Joachim to her first steps to the moment of the Annunciation and uh the the visitation and uh just yeah just so much Ugh, I can't wait I can't wait to like yeah mm, God give me the grace to persevere because I want to see it so let's uh let's jump into today's show
right. First question comes in from Derek. Derek. Yeah, Derek reminds me of um <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, Derek, great name. Uh yeah, reminds me of somebody who I had an argument one time years ago. <laughs> uh, funny, funny stories. So, hey, Father Josh, I hope you're doing well during this pandemic. I, I am doing well, Derek. Thanks for asking. I have a simple question which may or may not require a long and sophisticated answer. My question is, is it possible to have faith in God without having religion? There are a couple of highly regarded Christian figures who follow this mantra. What are your thoughts about this? Thanks, Derek. So, Derek, uh, I'm going to give you a long answer. I don't think that I could answer that. Like, I would not do it justice if I, just, if I gave you the short answer because I want to like go into this with you. So basically, like, there, there's some answers I could just be very blunt with, and I'm going to do that on the podcast today, but this one I think requires a lot of definitions. Uh, and definitions matter. Uh, so what is faith and what is, um, what is religion? So how can you have faith in God without having religion? So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that right now. So Let's define faith and let's define religion as well and enter into this conversation. Um, where do we define faith at? The Catechism of the Catholic Church. Yeah, that green book is so good. It is such a gift to us. So the Catechism defines faith as a person's response to God who reveals himself and gives himself to us. By faith, we completely submit our intellect and our will to God. It's a free ascent to the whole truth that God has revealed to us, right? What has God revealed to us? Well, he's revealed to us the word of God, the sacred scriptures that we got through Holy Mother Church. He's revealed to us tradition. So like the Lord has given us, Jesus Christ gave us the church, the church. That's who he gave us. He didn't give us the Bible initially. He gave us the church and the church after 382 years, it gave us the Bible. But before the Bible, all you had was the church and you had the traditions, the, the, the oral tradition. So you had the tradition and then eventually you had the scripture. So that's what the God, that's what our God has given us. That's the revealed truth is sacred scripture written, but also handed down, right? Tradition that is written, tradition that is handed down. Uh, and so we believe that to be divinely revealed. So authentic faith then must be connected with the church that Jesus Christ gave to us because you, we can say like, all right, I, I believe in God. Like I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, but that's not necessarily faith because the devil believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Demons believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Remember Jesus himself said that everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will, will enter the kingdom of heaven. There's a difference between an intellectual assent to the reality that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that, that there is a Trinity, a Father and a Son and a Holy Spirit. There's a difference between a belief in that and a submission to that. By faith, the Catechism defines faith as completely, not like just saying, okay, I get it, but like completely submitting our intellect and our will to God. It's a both and. I am submitting my intellect and my will to God. It's a choice, an action. Faith involves an action. Um, so like if someone is uh, claiming uh, to have faith, and specifically like right, our Christian faith, right, Christian faith, but if that person is like, yeah, I have faith, but I disagree with the church on the Eucharist. I disagree with, with the church's official teaching 
on the Eucharist because I think that the church is wrong. I think that the Eucharist is just a symbol. Now, we know the Eucharist is more than a symbol. The Eucharist is a person, Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But say a person says that. I believe that the church is wrong, but I have faith. I have faith. Then I would argue that that actually, in fact, is not faith, right? That's not faith. That's not real faith. It's not authentic faith. Um, and that might rub some people the wrong way uh, because uh, we are invited by God to submit, submit to the authority that God gave to us. And the authority that God gave to us when it comes to the tradition that is written and the tradition that is oral is the church. So if you say, I don't agree with the official church's teachings, then I would say then you don't have faith. Let that sink in. Definitions matter. Faith is more than just believing intellectually that Jesus is God. Right? I can believe that Jesus Christ is God and still choose to not submit my will to him. I won't follow him. Like the disciples believed him, but like they didn't necessarily always follow him. And if they would have died not following him, then they would not be with him forever in the kingdom of heaven. Defining faith is very important. Defining religion is also important. Religion is our response to God. It's a person's response to God. Um, God exists. God has revealed himself to you and to me. And so our religion is us responding to God who reveals himself to you and I, to us, to all of me. <laughs> so if we say that we don't believe in religion, like that's just ridiculous, right? Um, because the Bible says that religion is pure and undefiled before God and the Father to visit orphans, to visit widows in their affliction, to keep oneself unstained from the world. Like James 1.27, religion is not a bad thing. Religion is a good thing. Religion is a good thing. So if it's a good thing, uh, and it must be a good thing because it's our response to God who has initiated this relationship with us, then, yeah, you, you, you need religion as well. You need to respond. You need to respond to God. Um, so, yeah, I would say that, uh, no, you cannot have faith without religion. Whew. Wow, that was hard. Let me know what you think. If you need to wrestle with that for a minute, and if you want to continue that dialogue uh, with me, hit me up with more questions so we can accompany each other. Next question is about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, man, have y'all seen Hamilton? Can you imagine forgiveness? Can you imagine if you see him by himself? Walking by himself, talking to himself, have pity. Eliza, you would like it uptown. It's quite uptown. Mm, that was such a good part of that 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 uh, play. All right, forgiveness is from Mary. Mary writes this, hey, Father Josh, I was introduced to your podcast through the racial discussion with Father Mike Schmitz. Shout out to my boy, Father Mike Schmitz. He is such a gift to the body of Christ. And I'm so happy to have it added to my playlist. I was hoping you could shed some light on the topic of forgiving oneself. Often we go to confession and we do penance. But when it comes to grave sins, we hold ourselves in an emotional prison and are unable to accept the grace of God. I've talked with women that have had abortions, affairs, divorce, and the inability to accept God's grace after confessing these sins seems to be a resounding theme. Do you have any insight on how to begin the process of accepting God's love and grace after a grave or mortal sin? Thank you for all you do, Mary. Yeah, Mary, I think, yeah, I do. Um, and I think for all of us, it's, it's going to, 
it's a process. Being in a relationship with God is a process. Um, and so there is no like silver bullet of if you do this, then this will happen. But I propose prayer is the only way being intentional in your relationship with Jesus Christ, reorienting your attention, your gaze away from the grave sin that you've already confessed um, and onto the face of God. Prioritize his face more than you prioritize your sins that you've already confessed, that he's already forgiven you for. Look at his merciful face intentionally and consistently in prayer. That, like, that's the goal is to take our eyes off of ourselves to not navel gaze. Um, sometimes we, like, like, we make ourselves an idol, uh, our, our our time of prayer is just idolatry because we focus on ourselves the whole time uh, more than we focus on God. And he, and he asks you the question, Mary, who is your God, me or you? And of course, Mary, you're going to say, Jesus, you're my God. And he's going to say, well, Mary, if I'm your God, then why are you thinking about your sins more than you're thinking about me? Look at me. Look at me. Pay attention to the fruit that comes from focusing on your previously um, confessed sins. What's the fruit of that? Does it bring about joy and peace or does it cause anxiety? Then who is inviting you to focus on the, those sins? It's not God. It's Satan, the devil. He's real. He exists. And spiritual warfare is a very real thing. And he's the one who's suggesting that you dwell on those, those past sins that have already been forgiven by our good, loving Savior. So I would encourage you to like reorient your attention to the face of God and to, and to be um, more able to, to focus on his face, pray out loud. That way you know who you're talking to and what you're talking about. That's what St. Teresa of Avila always says. In order for prayer to be authentic, you got to know who you're talking to and what you're talking about. So pray out loud if you have to pray out loud to keep your attention on the face of Jesus. Something that might be helpful for you is to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4-7. through It says, love is patient, love is kind, love does not brood. Um, so we know from Scripture that God is love. So God is patient, God is kind, God is not brood. It's like, spend time with that truth. God is patient with me. He knows that right now I'm struggling with reorienting my attention to his face. I'm struggling with, like, going back to the sins I've committed. I'm struggling right now with navel-gazing. I'm struggling with shame from my sins that he has very mercifully forgiven me for and I've already done penance for. He knows that about me. So he's patient with me, uh, and he's kind to me. So he's not going to condemn me if I go there. But he's kind and he wants me to be patient with myself and be kind to myself because the goal of the Christian life is to imitate him. Adoration of God leads to imitation of God. God abides in you, Mary. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit abides in you. And God wants for you to be able to see yourself the way that he sees you, to know yourself the way that he knows you, and to love yourself the way that he loves you. And he's patient to you and he's kind to you. And he wants for you to be patient and kind to yourself. He does not want you to brood. I call that unholy hours. Unholy hours are where we spend an hour with God brooding, focusing on our sins, not on his mercy, not on his face. And so uh, I think the more time we intentionally do that, the more we will be able to, to begin to perceive his love. And it might be a year from now, it might be two years, it might be 10 or 20. We don't want to put a timetable on when we're going to find um, freedom, but we know that freedom is real and that it's possible. So Write down, God is patient, God is kind, God is not brood. And then replace the word love, replace the word God with your name. Mary is going to be patient with herself. Mary is going to be kind to herself. Because the God who abides in me is kind to me. Mary will not brood. Because the God who abides in me does not brood. He does not brood. Um, so that might be helpful. Another thing that might be helpful um, for you is to, to pray with your imagination to imagine yourself at the foot of the cross and to just look at God as he looks at you and pay attention to his face. 
to his merciful face, to the merciful face of Jesus, the way, the way that he looks at you is with divine mercy, infinite mercy. And to like receive that, which might be a grace that God could potentially give to you. Um, it might not be like uh, as far as imaginative prayer, but some people he does communicate his grace to through that. So I would just encourage you that the, the way is through prayer. It's through prayer. And also, in addition to prayer, counseling, good counseling. There are good Christian counselors that can also help you with grief, grief counseling that comes with having experienced abortions or having committed affairs, um, whatever it might be. So like both and right? so prayer is number one. Um, and then number two is a good, healthy, balanced, holy counselor uh, would also help you. But yeah, focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus more than on your sins. God, help me to see myself the way you see me, to know myself the way you know me, to love myself the way you love me. A video that you could also potentially pray with is if you YouTube French commercial. Let me look it up right now as I'm talking to you, Mary. Mary, did you know that your God, he loves you? Um, So a French commercial is a French commercial oh come and get your love youtube french commercial come and get your love and pay attention to the father in that video and how the father looks at the son and then i want to invite you to imagine god the father looking at you throughout your entire life and just pay attention how the father delights delights always in you he does so uh yeah prayer grace sacraments and confession and counseling can be a great aid but then don't put a timetable on it like right it might be a year, it might be 20 years, but like, just trust that, just trust in the process, trust in the process that in God's will, way in time, um, you will be able to perceive the mercy he has for you and you will be drawn to that mercy in his will, way in time. So, all right, hopefully that was helpful, Mary. I would love to continue to walk with you. So hit me up and let me know in maybe a month or two if that was helpful. Let's uh, take a break uh, before we dive into our final question and we will be back. Hi, we're Jackie and Bobby Angel with Ascension Presents, and we wrote a book. Yay! Ta-da. Um, it's on discernment, which is figuring out the will of God in your life, which can be an exciting and yet exhausting endeavor. It's called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. And we wrote it with Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension Presents. You might know him. <laughs> you may know that guy. The book is concise, but there's lots of wisdom for any person that really wants to do God's will and is a, it's a journey trying to figure out what God wants for your life. And so there's a lot of wisdom from things we've learned along the way. There's testimonies and, and parts of our stories to help you out. Really, like this is a book I wish I had as a young adult. Like this would have helped me a lot in my 20s. Discernment is a question we get asked all the time. Where is God calling me? What am I called to? What vocation am I called to? How do I know if I'm supposed to take it, this job? How do I know this? So we wrote this book to help you along the way to give five steps to discern whatever decision you're making and hopefully to give that peace and that joy that will come from making that decision. And the, the main goal is to help you grow closer to God along the way. So maybe not you, maybe someone in your life is wrestling with a really tough decision and you want to give them some kind of resource or encouragement. It's for if you've got a big decision, period. Yeah. So go get your copy of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. Go buy one for a friend. Buy one for someone who's not your friend. 
Love your enemies. <laughs> Buy them this book. <laughs> Go to ascensionpress.com and get your copy today. And we're back. Quick reminder, you can send me your questions at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. You can also record a voice note. We can play it on a future show. Don't forget to share us on iTunes and other podcast formats and on your social media pages. Final question is from Victoria, and it is about horoscopes. Say, hey, Father Josh, first off, I want to thank you for the podcast. I am a new listener, but I've already found your show helpful and insightful. I want to preface my question by saying, already, I know the church's stance on the use of astrology and other forms of divinity. Divination. I'm about to say something else. I'm about to make up a word. I'm aware that delving into these practices can make us vulnerable to evil spirits. But with all that being said, is casually reading your horoscope in a magazine for entertainment rather than uh, for serious insight treated with the same gravity? While I find the zodiac pretty silly, from time to time I have read my horoscope and will occasionally get a good laugh over those zodiac memes people post online. Is this okay, or should I truly avoid this type of material altogether? Thank you, Victoria. So again. I say, look, go back to the Green Book, the Catechism. The Catechism says this. All forms of divinization are to be rejected. Recourse to Satan or demons conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots. The phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2116. So, Victoria, yeah, altogether avoid it because sin is an entertainment. You know, so even, even though many people in our culture share that stuff on Facebook, don't read it. Avoid it because it's, 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 it's looking into things that are not of God. If it's not, it's, it's demonic. It's what it is. And so, um, I would encourage everyone to avoid anything that is rooted in um, in Satan. And so, yeah, uh, definitely stay away from even the things that you see on social media. Uh, don't read it for fun. It's not it's not worth it because it's, it's reading stuff that's pointless. Um, so, yeah, Victoria, that was probably the quickest answer I could give. But the catechism is pretty clear. Yeah. So we don't we don't play with sin. We don't play with sin ever. With Yeah, I don't. Ugh. The devil. The devil is cunning and he tries to get us in many different ways and so like let's not even open up that door for him to get to us cool hopefully that was helpful all right y'all well look that's enough for today's show so let's go ahead and uh let's let's pray together in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen oh jesus my savior i see the most eloquent speakers reduced to silence when they try to talk about you they can never explain how you became man and yet remained perfect God, but I, full of admiration for the mystery, cry out, Jesus, God from all eternity, Jesus, King of kings, Jesus who bears my burdens, Jesus, Lord of lords, Jesus, judge of the living and the dead, Jesus who cradle all with endless care, Jesus, hope of those without hope, Jesus, consolation of the sorrowful, Jesus whose power is loving, Jesus, glory of the poor. Jesus, counselor of the rich. Jesus, who raised up the lowly. Jesus, do not judge me by my deeds. Jesus, do not weigh me by your gospel perfections. Jesus, treat me with your compassion. Jesus, lift me up to the delight of your beatitudes. Jesus, open my hands to the freedom of receiving. Jesus, enlighten my heart to desire only you. Jesus, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless, and I can't wait to keep walking with y'all toward eternity. Mm. We love Jesus. Jesus.